Stand with me for just a moment, and we're going to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You may be seated. So the message on basic principles of Christian living, these are designed to help us take these biblical principles and then uh, ask ourselves, how are we applying them to our lives daily? And so uh, I look at the scriptures often, and I know I'm guilty of it myself, but too often we just read the Bible or we read the scriptures and there's a disconnect somehow between what we've read and putting it into action, applying what we've read. And so sometimes that disconnect has to be brought back together, and that's the purpose is to demonstrate to us that the Bible it's a very practical book. Um, it's not complicated at all, uh, but we do complicate it ourselves. But it was written to men, uh, by men, uh, used of God, and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so God set forth His Word to be used then and now. And the very same God, the very living God that those folks served some 4,000 years ago is the same God that we serve today. And so I want you to understand that the Word of God is a living Word, it's a lasting Word, and uh, it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of the first subjects that we talked about, or principle number one, was the subject of transformation. And so we talked about being transformed, and we used Romans 12 too, as a believer in Christ, I believe that change will uh, occur and cause us to be more conformed to the truth of God's Word. Now how does that happen? By the renewing of the mind, by the way we think we're transformed. By the way we think, we're transformed. You have to read it, and you have to put it into effect, and that transformation begins taking place as we submit to God's will, and we apply the scriptures to our lives. One of the other subjects that we talked about, number two, was that of forgiveness. We are transformed, and by that transformation, one of the things that God says to us is that we ought to have a forgiving spirit. Now, why do we have that forgiving spirit? Well, as Christians, we're to consider our spirit of forgiveness toward others, and we're obligated to show kindness, tenderheartedness, and forgiveness. Now, why? Because God taught us in Ephesians 4.32 that even as Christ hath forgiven us and for our sake hath forgiven us, God hath forgiven us, we also ought to forgive others for Christ's name's sake. And so as a believer, we need to understand there's a transformation that takes place. Through that transformation, just as God has forgiven us, we need to have a forgiving spirit. And one of the other things we discussed was preparations. And one of the things that I believe that we fail to do before we come to church is we fail to pray, we fail to read the Word of God, we fail to prepare our hearts to come in. We come in on maybe a Wednesday night like this and not really thinking that I'm going to get anything from God, get anything from His Word, but we should have our hearts and our minds and our thoughts prepared. And it tells us in Proverbs 16, 1 through 3, that to help us keep a right attitude from day to day, there are key areas that must uh, be given over to the Lord. One of the things is, daily, we've got to give our heart over to the Lord. We have to, and when I say that, I'm not talking about this functioning thing inside my body that's pumping blood, but it has the idea of the internal man giving himself over to God. Secondly, uh, we have to allow our spirit to be his. And the Bible teaches us in Ephesians that we need to be filled with the spirit at all times. In other words, allowing God to control us. And then lastly, the thought is this, is that we let God have our thoughts. And there are many times when Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees and Sadducees in the New Testament, and it says, and Jesus knew their thoughts. And believe me, if Jesus knew their thoughts, 
He knows ours. Amen? He knows exactly what we're thinking. And so, coming in under preparation. Tonight, we're going to talk about regeneration. And this is the fourth principle, and we find this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And this is an indication that the transformation is at work in the life of a Christian. So, I want to challenge us with this thought as we look at the message tonight. Has the old passed away in your life? Has the old passed away in your life? Look at what it says. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Have the old things passed away in your life? Are there still some things that are resurfacing, or have they passed away? Now, when you think about old things have passed away, that means they've been put to death, right? They're gone. It's dead. So, are there some things still resurfacing in our life as Christians? Has the old passed away in your life as a Christian? So, we find that the Christian is to be regenerated as a believer, restored to a state that's pleasing to God. And we cannot please God when we're unsaved. So God regenerates us. He restores us back to himself. In that restoration process, he gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. When he regenerates us, we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves into us. And so therefore, God has given us a part of himself. And by in so doing, we now have a responsibility back to God to please him in all our ways. In our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our actions, we ought to consider, how am I pleasing God? And therefore, our life should be lived as a new person in Christ Jesus. It's sort of like there's this whole transformation that's taken place, and now I'm this new person. Uh, there's a process taking place in the life of the Christian, and we are a new creature. Old things are passed away, and he makes this statement, and behold, all things have become what? New. Things have changed, haven't they? And they should, and it should be a process that continues on. First of all, God teaches us uh, that we are a new creature. Uh, you know, if I, if I went out and purchased a brand new vehicle, and, uh, and I mean brand new, and I got into the car, and they told me it was a brand new car, and they handed me the keys to the car, and there were 60,000 miles on the car when I got in, and they said, no, it's a brand new car. But the odometer's reading 60,000 miles. One, would you believe them? You'd say there's something wrong. Well, maybe they just got the first digit wrong, but there's no miles on the motor or the transmission. But if I went in, I would expect if I went to buy a new car, it would be very low on mileage, maybe one, two, three miles where they drove it up on the trailer, drove it off the trailer, and drove it into the lot. Agree? Yeah. I would have very low miles on that thing. So if I go in and there's 60,000 miles on it, they tell me it's a brand new car, I'm going to believe they're lying. The thing about it is, is if you put a new motor in the car or you replace all the interior and the exterior, would you have a brand new car or would you have a car that's been restored? Right? There's mileage on us, isn't there? And you know, when I got saved, there's still some mileage on me, isn't there? And yet God did something. He moved in and he restored me, didn't he? He gave me a new heart and a new way of thinking and a new attitude and a new spirit. What this passage says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It's different than it was before. I've been restored back to my Savior. And so when you look at this, you, we get restored, so we're restored maybe back to the original. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a, uh, let me see if I can do this, Jim, a new creature. Amen? I'm getting better at this, right? I just got to remember, Jim just got this for me. I'm like feeling really good. Watch this. 
I'm a new creature. Can you see that? My red dot. <laughs> so, so I'm a new creature. Uh, he's getting me up to tech. You know what I mean? I'm getting on with this thing. So, but he's a new creature, meaning that we now have been restored of where we were previously. We were separated by our sin condition. We've now been restored to God. We're alive. We've got some mileage on us. We're not brand new in the sense of uh, I got this whole new body and everything. That's coming later on. But what I do have is a new mind, a new heart, a new spirit, a new attitude. Someone else came in, I'm under new management. And when Christ saved you by his blood, he put in you his spirit. Therefore, you are now restored. You have been restored. Now, when I say restored, what have you been restored to? You've been restored back to God. So I've been restored back to God. And so that restoration process takes place. Now, being that restored person, I want to show you something. Let's turn over to Romans chapter 6 real quick. Romans chapter 6, and I'll read this to you. And uh, I, I want you to just consider what God's teaching us here. In Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that, as, uh, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in, what's the word? Newness. Newness of life. We're a new creature, aren't we? We've been changed. And so God teaches us in this regeneration process we have been renewed. There's a newness of life. And then he says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall, also, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. The new creature, the new individual, the newness of life says, no longer have to serve sin. And so I'm a new person. I'm different than I was. I've now been restored back to God, and so there's something different about me now. And so a new creature, and as a new creature, something changes. We do not operate based upon man's way of thinking anymore or our old ways of thinking, but we've given an, been given an ability to work off of God's Word, His Spirit, His power. And believe me, folks, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know you personally know when you're not walking with God. No one has to tell you that. If you're a saved person, you know when you're walking apart from God. And the reason that that occurs is because God gave us a part of himself when we got saved. He gave us the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of the Lord in us. So when we're doing wrong or we're walking apart from God or we're walking in the flesh, we're not walking as that new creature God reminds us, he gives us what's called conviction, and he brings that upon us because we're a new creature now. We're under new management. We've been restored to God. We have a conscience toward God now. We understand there are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. And when I do those wrong things and I go against God's standards, God reminds me that I'm not walking with him as that new creature. I'm not walking in that newness of life like he expects of me. I'm acting as a carnal man. I'm thinking with a carnal mind rather than with the spiritual mind. And so God gives us his word. He gives us his power. And we don't operate based on our old ways. We are now able to walk in the newness of life, the eternal life that God has given us in Christ. And he placed the spirit of the Lord in us. 
And so your letter D there under number one is the Spirit. Now we walk in newness of life by the Spirit in us. When you got saved, God gave you Himself. Isn't that wonderful? He gave us Himself. And so what He gave us is an ability, one, to understand His Word. He gave us the ability to have a conscience toward Him now. He gave us that ability to take His Word and apply it to our lives. So we're this new creature. The old ways, the old thinking, the old philosophies that I have have to go off the scene. And this newness of life starts to enter in. And believe me, God said in Philippians 1, 6, believe this, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Once he put the Spirit of the Lord in you, he's going to keep working on you. So if you walk apart from God and conviction comes, praise the Lord. If he chastens you for the wickedness that you're involving yourself in, praise the Lord. That lets me know that I'm not a bastard, but that I am a child of God. And so I know that to be true then. And so this new creature has this new life, and this new life has, comes with responsibilities, and the responsibility that I have is to please God, and I have to start thinking in that uh, way. Now, this regeneration that we have here. Regeneration. The process God uses making us a new creature through salvation. And so in the restoration process, God makes us a new creature at salvation. This process should cause areas of my life to change. I believe a saved individual begins to change. A saved individual begins to change. I had a lady share with me years ago. She said, I'm so glad my daughter made a public profession of faith when she's little. She's involved in lesbianism now, but I'm so glad she's saved. I'm not going to be a judge, but I am going to judge it according to the truth of God's Word. Would you agree? And I say to myself, if she is, then she would have a conscience toward God and that would affect her because it goes against God's standard. How many of you would agree with that tonight? Amen? And so those things in which we do that go against God's standard, it's going to cause conviction to enter into our hearts. And so, like any sin, it doesn't have to be homosexuality. It can be anything that's going against God's standard. As a new creature, as that new person walking in that newness of life, I have this situation where God's restored me back to himself and I'm going to walk in this newness of life. I don't operate in the old way in which I operated. I operate in a new way. That new and living way is the word of God. And when what I do or what I think or what I say goes against this truth, he's right and my way is wrong. And I have been regenerated. I've been restored to him. And in so doing, he desires for me to use his word as my operation manual now. And that's the direction that I should go in. Secondly, there are areas of my past that are no longer a part of my life. If you look at this, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And he says, old things are passed away. Not might pass away. But old things are what? Passed away. They're gone, are they? They no longer exist in my life. If you think about something being passed away, it's no longer present, is it? It's gone. Uh, when I first got saved, I was steeped in rock and roll, and I shared my testimony with you. 
And one of the things that I did was I boxed up all my record albums and I just put them out in the garage. And so they were just sitting out there. And so I didn't really get them out of my life. I just got them out of my living room and into my garage. And so I didn't really put them away, did I? They weren't out of my life. They hadn't passed away, if you will. It wasn't until uh, Brother uh, Mark O'Brien came over one night. I was talking to him, and I said, I'm still being tempted to go back to those things and, and even had come home at times and opened the box and, and pulled out some CDs and put it in the CD player and put the headphone set on and laid on the floor and started listening to the music again. And the thing about it was is that conviction came. I thought, what am I doing? And instead of going to church, I was lying on the floor listening to my old music. And Miss Fisher, that's when Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus really affected my life. I went to church that night, and that song had played after just getting up off that floor, pulling off those headphones and leaving. And that song affected my life so much because what it is is that those old things need to pass away. And Brother O'Brien, we brought his Chevy S10 over. Brother Mike piled it up. If you saw it, you'd say, I cannot believe my pastor would have done something like that, right? Because I'm so sweet, kind, gentle, and loving, right? You can't see the long hair and the mustache, I know. And so the thing of it is, is that I had to get that stuff out of my life, Jim. It had to be passed away. So we took it up, and I found out that day how volatile gas is. Because I threw it on, <laughs> I threw a match, and I realized gas explodes if you put too much there, and you get in the, you know, and it went, boom. And then this black smoke just went up. But at that point, it had now passed away out of my life. What I'm sharing with you is this, old things are passed away. When we see this phrase, passed away, this should indicate that there are parts of my life that need not remain. It needs to remain in the past. It doesn't need to resurface. It doesn't have anything to do with my relationship with Jesus Christ, other than perhaps giving my testimony of what Christ brought me from and to. Are you with me? Just as I shared with you those moments with the record albums, it wasn't that I might bring the past up other than the fact that I'm telling you what Christ did in my life. And those old things had to pass away. Now, as you think about that, the word old things pass or passed away, it's to avert. Now, to avert is to turn aside or turn away from. <laughs> now, here it is. Sometimes they're still in our presence, are they not? I, I was in your store today over at True Value, and in the background, Brother Mike, songs are playing, right? I can hear the music in the background. And I got out in my truck, and I'm starting to think of this song, and I said, that's stinking True Value. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said, that Mike Robbins playing that filthy music in true... No, I didn't say that either. But I, I hear it. Are you with me? And so, but it's passed away. And so when it starts to surface, what do I do with that? I am to avert or turn aside or turn away from or turn my attention from it to something else. So, Ms. Fisher, I started singing in the truck on the way back over here. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. And I said, man, i got to get my mind turned in a different direction. i can start thinking about something else. God's powerful, isn't he? He can take his word and use it in your life at any moment. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're being tempted with. God has the power. Now, as I share that with you, I just want you to think about this. Old things are passed away. 
It has that idea uh, to perish or neglect and disappear, avert. So we are to turn aside or turn away from not only uh, things, but attitudes, actions, and on your hand out there, and old behavior. Amen? And we had some old behaviors that need to disappear. Agreed? When I start that new life in Christ, would you agree that there are some old ways, old attitudes, old actions, old behaviors that need to go away? They need to disappear. I need to avert my attention away from them. I need to go in a different direction. Listen, sometimes that requires me even to stay away from some people. Uh Uh-oh. That means that I might have to distance myself from folks. Not that I wouldn't meet up with them and talk to them about Jesus Christ, but I'm not going to run with them anymore because when I do, that takes me back to my old ways. And old things have what? Passed away. They're supposed to be dead, aren't they? So I want to challenge you in your thinking a little bit. In Romans 8, 8 and 10, it says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So if I am not averting my attention or turning aside my attention from those things that should be passed away, the Bible says right here, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What am I incapable of doing if I start walking in my old ways? I am incapable of pleasing God because I'm walking in my old ways. Now, here's the thing. He tells us this. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So God said, listen, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him anyway. But what he told us in the beginning is, is if I'm walking in my flesh, I can't please God. And yet, I have the Spirit of God, which dwelleth in me, but if I'm going to walk like a carnal man, I can't please him. And then he goes on and he says this, Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. In other words, I'm alive. There's that newness of life again. There's that newness of life in me. So consider actions or activities or behavior that's still present in your life that Christ himself would say, you know, I'm kind of displeased with that, but he'll also help you overcome it. Now, the other thing is this, walking. Walking in the past life, walking in the past life is not operating as a regenerated or restored individual, but as one who is allowing the sin of the past to walk with you, causing a downward spiral away from the Lord. Sometimes we get ourselves caught up in the past, or we get to walking in the past, or we get to thinking about the past, or we get to acting like the past, And what happens is it starts a downward spiral away from God. It doesn't draw you closer to Him. It draws you further away from Him. The Bible says, Submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and draw nigh unto God and He'll do what? He'll draw nigh unto you. You see, the principle's there. The regeneration is there. God told us what we need to do when we find ourselves spiraling out of control, some might say. We're spiraling away from God. We need to bring ourselves back into a right relationship with Him. How do you do that? Resist the devil, he'll flee from you, and then draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. You say, how do you do that? You do that, that you're walking in newness of life, you come to his word, he says, you're a new creature, old things are passed away. Let go of the old stuff. Let go of it. Don't hang on to it. Don't let it linger in your, in your mind like lepers in your head. Don't do that. Let it go. Release it, and, and relinquish those thoughts. Second Peter 2, 20 through 22 For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
they're again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. He said, when you already have been relinquished of this stuff and you decide you're going to walk in that and you know now that it's wrong and I should not do that, he said, it's worse now than it was when you first got saved because you know you shouldn't be doing this. And the latter end is worse than the beginning. And he tells us this. He says, if any, uh, now if any man, or I'm sorry, uh, he says, uh, for it had been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. He said, <laughs> he said look, it had been better if you didn't even know it than the fact that you know it and now you're going to turn away from it. He said, it's worse for you because you already know what you should be doing. And, and then he, he goes on and he reminds us of a few things. He said, but it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed her wallowing in the mire. In other words, he said, you're going backwards. You're doing something wrong. And imagine when you regurgitate something, you don't want to eat it again no matter what it was. Would you agree? Even if I just had filet mignon and some shrimp, and I just had a nice big piece of cheesecake, and then all of a sudden, my stomach starts to do somersaults, and I relinquish that stuff from my body, and it ends up on the table, I don't look down and go, ooh, filet mignon, shrimp, and cheesecake. I think I'll have that. It doesn't happen that way. And so God says that about sin in our life, doesn't he? He's saying, look, once I've relinquished to you of that, why would you then in turn want to return unto that? That's what he's telling us. I've cleansed you. I've washed you. Why do you want to go get filthy again? How many of you used to get mad at your kids when you did get them washed up and you'd say, now listen, you just stay in here till I get the next one done. And, 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 and then all of a sudden they go outside or they go do something and they come back and they're filthy and you're trying to get the other one cleaned up. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm not going to take turns with these kids doing this. I mean, my mom used to whoop me. I don't know about you, but mama used to whoop us good when we'd do stuff like that. She'd say, now you stay right here, and I'll be right back. And I'd say, yeah, 10-minute window here, buddy. I'm going to go outside and do something. And inevitably, when I would, something would go wrong. I would get something, some stain on my jeans, or I would get hurt, or I would get muddy, or I would do something foolish come back in the house and sit on the couch like nothing happened. And she says, what were you doing? And what's the next words out of my mouth? Nothing. Well, why is your pants all filthy? I don't know. They weren't like that when we put them on. Uh-huh. You little liar. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is that why would you want to return? Why would you want to go backwards? Now, we're to put to death or avert or turn away from those parts of my life that led me to the temptations of sin. So the process of regeneration should cause death. The process of regeneration should cause death of my past life and lifestyle and lead me in a new and living way. should cause death to my past life and lifestyle and lead me in a new and living way. Now my life and my lifestyle has changed. Notice what it says here. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's different now. 
And so all things have become new. The regeneration process shows us that all things are become new. And for us, this is a life and lifestyle change. A life and lifestyle change. After I first got saved, I had a friend named Brian Earls. And Brian and I were very close. We were such good friends that the townhouse that I bought, him and his wife bought a townhouse right next door to us. Brian and I were tight. I mean, we did everything together. Went everywhere together, did everything together, and did all these things together. When I got saved, I thought, man, i got to tell Brian what I did. My expectation was Brian was going to be excited for me, and Brian would probably just come to church with me, him and his wife Dawn. I thought, man, it's just going to be great. And I told Brian, and he goes, what are you doing, man? You getting involved in a cult? And I was like, no. He goes, that place down there is nothing but a cult. Man, he was fired up at me. So anyway, he calls me, and I'm newly saved, and he says, hey, we're going down on whatever route it was, 7, and we're going to head down to the bar. You want to go? Sure. <laughs> I was newly saved. So I got down there, and I thought, well, I'll just go with him. You know, I'll ease the pain, and we'll get past all this. And I went in there, and the first thing that happened was I remember the lights flashing when I walked in and the music and the, you know, all the music going on and everything when I walked in. And when I walked in, I, I remember feeling something. <laughs> and it wasn't the, man, and I want to get my feet moving here because the music's playing. It was like, what are you doing? And then he says, do you want a beer? I said, uh, no, no. He said, you sure? He goes, I'll just get you a near beer. I said, what's a near beer? He said, it's nearly beer, but it's not. Just have one. And he went and got it. And I remember, psh, opened and sitting right in front of me. And I thought to myself, I can't do this. I looked across that table at him, and I said, man, i got to get out of here. He goes, what's the matter? You got a headache or something? I said, no, i I, I got to leave. i got to get out of here. He goes, no, I'm not leaving. I said, well, then I'm going to call my wife come pick me up. I cannot be here. And I remember just the turmoil that was inside of me while I was sitting in that place. I thought to myself, I cannot be here. And I couldn't even tell you why other than the fact that I was newly saved, but, but I knew I was in the wrong place now. And, and what happened was, I was this new creature, and it says all things become new. There's a change, isn't there? There's something about it that causes you to think differently and to react differently and to feel differently and to speak differently. So the word become is important because it indicates the cause to be or to be finished or to be fulfilled is the word. All things become new. It's something that Christ did in me. He fulfilled his work in my life. When he fulfilled his work in my life, it's to cause to be generated, to be finished, or to be fulfilled. Let me give you a verse here. Ephesians 2, 13 through 15. You can read on beyond that. But it says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye were, who, were, who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man. <laughs> one new man. And I've got to thinking about this. When he tore down that middle wall, partition, in other words, there's nothing between us and the Lord anymore when we get saved, is there? And that middle wall, partition's been torn down. And so having torn that down, now he's done something. He, he says, though I was two, now I'm just simply one. I, I am one with Christ. 
And, and the thing of it is, is that I have to recognize my relationship with him. Your letter D there, or your letter um, B there, knew. The idea of this is meaning that all that Christ was going to do is in us, is fulfilled. It's finished. And we have been given the Spirit of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord convicts us of sin. The Spirit of the Lord convicts us of sin and shows us the new and living way. You say, preacher, where do you keep getting this new and living way from? Well, I want to read something to you out of Hebrews. In Hebrews, it's very clear what we're talking about here, this new and living way. He says in Hebrews 10, 19-22, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. A new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. There's a change. Something's changed in us. Something is different now. And so God did a work in us, and he says he sprinkled us from an evil conscience, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Think about that for just a moment. God is saying when we were unsaved, we even had an evil what? Conscience, didn't we? Just the way that we thought. <laughs> just the way that we thought. And he has sprinkled our hearts from an evil conscience, and then he says this. He said, and our bodies washed with pure water. In other words, we've been cleansed now. We're a new creature, are we not? We've been cleansed. We're different than we were before. So our way of thinking, our way of speaking, our actions, our life, and the way we live should all be a new way, and it's all for the fact that we want to please Christ. We want to please Christ. We want to please Christ. So here's the challenge for you tonight. I just want you to think about this for just a moment. In your life, has the old things passed away? Has the old things passed away? Or are there still some things that are present in your life that need to be passed away, that you need to get rid of, you need to remove them from your life? And so I just want to challenge you. You're a new creature. Old things are passed away. And remember, all things.